0: This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York on 99.5 The Fan. Presented by the Orthopedic Institute. Welcome in to your Monday, August 16th edition of the Region 1 Sports Report. I'm Brian York, and as always, this show is presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah, and we are so glad that it is. How are we on this Monday? I, for one, am excited. It's football week one. It's here. No more scrimmages. No more, you know, thinking two weeks ahead, three weeks ahead. This is week one of the high school football season, and we're going to talk about that today. Uh, flying solo today, but hopefully the, uh, the bald headed rumbler known as Eric Chumbler, voice of the McCracken County Mustangs, will be joining me in the co host chair for the next several episodes. But that's all right because we got a lot to discuss today. I'm excited. Um, it's a busy week. It's going to be a busy week as we get ready for our first games of the season. We've got volleyball starting tonight. We're not forgetting about them. Uh, we've got soccer. We'll talk about some of the weekend scores here in a minute. But it's it's going to be different this year. Yeah, Again, the show is just three days a week. We're not going to five days a week. Now, I think for football season, that's going to work out pretty well. And I hope for basketball season, it's going to be fun. We're just going to be more jam-packed with content, with things we have to talk about uh, going to three days a week. But it is easier on me um, having to do this some days solo, hopefully most days, with a special guest co-host. But it does allow for things like Wednesday uh, during football season will be dedicated to our Power 5 rankings. And this year, it's not just me deciding and thinking through who I think the best teams are. It'll be media voted. We've got about eight people. Uh, in local media in our area, who are voting on the Power Five this year, and we will reveal that on Wednesday. So, Wednesday's show will be who the media voted for, and then I'll give sort of my side take on who I would have put in there, who I voted for. But that'll be Wednesday's shows. And then Fridays, we'll have our football preview show as far as our pick 'em. We'll go through and give you the matchups and give you who I think you should pick. And who you should pick for West Kentucky Star high school football? Pick 'em, which is always a lot of fun. See, that's where you don't have to be some special member of the media and get your picks printed up and put out there for the world to see. You can you can go to West Kentucky Star. You can play against people like me, like Eric Chumbler, like Brett Larimer, voice of Tillman, and you can see if you're you know you can prove it that you know more by going to WestKentuckyStar.com. Looking for high school football? Pick them. Again, don't have to be an expert. Just prove you are. Play along this season. It'll be a lot of fun, and we do that on Fridays. All right. So, with Brendan no longer here, of course, me and Brendan, we walked through. He was fantastic for us in the co host chair. And we walked through and we gave you sort of a team by team preview of the football season, talked about their schedules, sort of what we expect their record to be based on the schedule. We've already done all of that, so if you're looking for that more detail, you can go back as always and download one of the previous episodes, which by the way, if you go ahead and follow or subscribe, you've got them. Anywhere you get a podcast, just look for Region 1 Sports, click that subscribe or follow button and you'll have every show we put out. You can go back and listen to the shows you missed. If you're a radio listener and you miss first half of the show or the second half of the show, lose signal, whatever it may be, just Go to the podcast side again. Region One Sports, anywhere you get your podcast. But we've already done that. We've already walked through these teams, uh, sort of individually. So what I want to do today is start preparing for Friday, well, and Saturday for those Rumble on the River fans. So we're going to look at, at everybody's Week One. We're going to start. We're going to go through and sort of give you a preview of the the matchups and sort of uh, just give an overview for some of these teams um, and some of these games. So that's the idea today. Before I get to that, let me get you a couple of things. Let's go over some soccer scores from the weekend, namely on Saturday since those are the most recent. We'll go over those, and then I want to talk about I got to see my Eagles play Friday night for the first time, their first and only scrimmage of the year. I'll give you some thoughts on that, and then when we come back in our second segment, we'll start running through the uh, Week 1 matchups and uh, talk about some of the games that really have us excited here in Week 1. So, soccer scores from Saturday. Talking girls soccer, Graves County beat Meade County 6-2. They also beat Davis County 2-0. Good for them. What a day for Lady Eagles. Marshall County over Bull County 3-1. Uh, Meade County tied with Murray 2-all. Owensboro Catholic beat Murray 1-0, and Catholic also defeated Marshall County 3-0. On the boys' side, Graves County over Hopkins County Central 5-2. Henderson County did beat Graves 7-0. Marshall County over Henderson's, uh, no, actually they tied. That was a 4-4 tie. Marshall County did beat Hopkins County Central 10 nothing, and Callaway County over University Heights 4-1. to Those are your soccer scores from Saturday. All right, so made the trip to Madisonville, got to see Graves County uh, take on Madisonville and Henderson in a scrimmage. I, I was excited for that for two reasons. I've never seen Madisonville football, like ever. I think think we might have played them back in like eighth grade. Uh, that's the last time I, I've seen them. Uh, but I've never got to see them at all or go to that, that stadium or that school, so that was uh, something to look forward to. Also, Henderson. I wanted to get a look at Henderson because outside of that, I wasn't going to get to see Henderson, which is important because that's a big foe from McCracken County in the district. So I got to see Henderson and got to see my Eagles and got to see how Graves County looked against 6A Henderson. And by the way, it looked good. It looked really good. Got to get, uh, and and we'll talk about this with Coach Kemp on Wednesday, want to get his thoughts on the defense. Maybe that's the only side of the ball right now. The offense was surprisingly much better than I anticipated. We knew Clint McKee was going to be a beast at running the football. He he made a couple of good cuts in the game, a couple of really good runs. But I'm telling you right now, look out for the long ball from Graves County. Quarterback play was terrific. Receivers, both Mason Grant and Marcus Isaiah looked really good. Those are two incredibly good threats for Graves County. Isaiah had a catch down the sidelines where he kind of laid out you know, he's one of those receivers, throw it long and let him run under it. And he did. And this ball was, let's be honest, the ball was overthrown. He somehow got a finger on it, hauled it in, rolled, tucked, hit the ground, came up with a deep ball. He's a deep ball threat. Mason Grant is a good size receiver for his position with good speed and feet and hands. The offense was just so much better than I expected. And there will be games. Listen. There'll be games they're going to give up points. But it also might be one of those games where you're not going to stop them either. They're going to win a few games in, in sort of shootout fashion where they just score so much you can't keep up. But that's okay. Man, their offense was fun to watch Friday. Can't wait to see them to start the season. And I get it. They've got Mayfield week one. Mayfield is as good this year as they've been the last few years. Much better this year than last year. It's going to be a much taller task to beat them this year than the opportunity that was there last year. But this Graves County team can score some points. You talk about a Week 1 Battle of the Birds, you take the nerves out of it. If they can find a way to get the nerves and the, the jitters out of it, they get an early score, it's going to be a fun game. We'll talk about that matchup and more. We get into Week 1 matchups coming up in the next segment, Region 1 Sports. You might forget about your plumbing. After all, what's to remember? How about that toilet that keeps running? It's wasting gallons of water every day. And the worst part, you don't even know it's happening. That's why Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club is so important. Only $14.95 a month. You start with a complete inspection with any needed adjustments, discount on repairs, and if you need help, you go to the front of the line. Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club. Forget about your plumbing, because they won't. Ivet'splumbing.com. Are you ready to add a little spice to your life? Try the new Spicy McNuggets, now being served at your neighborhood McDonald's. And don't forget the new Mighty Hot Dipping Sauce. They're a treat for your taste buds. Then cool it down with a Chips Ahoy McFlurry, your favorite cookie mixed with creamy goodness. The deliciousness is only around for a limited time, so try them today at any of our local McDonald's. In Paducah, Calvert City, Mayfield, Murray, Draftonville, Benton, and Metropolis. You have a need. Something may be missing in your life and you just can't quite figure out what it is. You need God. You need the love of Christ, a church family who will encourage you. It's Dustin Campbell the preacher at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah located at twenty eight fifty five Broadway, and I'd like to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at nine-thirty for worship. We are safely distancing while we worship with one heart and one voice. At Broadway, you will find Bible teaching, loving fellowship, and a group of people all striving after the same prize of heaven. Uh, Hey, Chris, you ready to do the show? Yeah, let me grab my drink. Wow, uh, you okay? Yeah, this has been happening more and more ever since I started working out again. Um, You know, usually when someone goes to the gym, it makes them stronger, not too weak to hold a cup of water. Yeah, that's what's strange. I've been having some numbness issues from my elbow down to my fingers, and it's been getting worse. You know, same thing happened to me just a few years ago. Oh, yeah? What did you do? Well, I went to the Orthopedic Institute. Really? Yeah, they walked me through what was happening, why it was happening, and all the things I needed to do to keep it from happening. They got me back to the gym and no more numb fingers and elbow in no time. The Orthopedic Institute. Yeah, they treat pain from neck to toes of any age, minimally invasive techniques, and no need to travel. So the Orthopedic Institute. Yep, excellent care from treatment to recovery, and they're a trusted healthcare partner. Well, I guess I need to go to the Orthopedic Institute. Yeah, and maybe grab a rag to clean up all this water first. Region 1 Sports rolling along, your Monday edition, breaking down week one football matchups. What has us excited? I can tell you the two big ones we that are obvious to everyone. You've got Battle of the Birds. First time ever in the history of that series that game will be played in week one. And just take a moment to realize what that means for me. My first ever football game for Graves County High School. The first time I will ever lead the broadcast. I've led some broadcasts in basketball. We'd split the broadcast, or Joe last year was out for COVID and did a couple of doubleheaders, no big deal. But it's my first one ever for football. And we got to start with week one, Battle of the Birds, Mayfield at War Memorial, and if it's hot, that, place, that press box can be miserable to set in. And I, I'm guaranteed failure. Like there's something that's going to go wrong the equipment's going to malfunction, I'm going to lose internet service and lose the broadcast signal, something's going to go wrong and it has to be weak. It can't like normally week 1, especially for a broadcaster who's stepping into a new role. You hope that's a little bit like like everybody's excited and you know they're going to tune in, but you hope it's kind of a game that doesn't have quite the emotion to it, so if something goes wrong, people are less are, are more forgiving. Something goes wrong Friday. I'm doomed. That's it. I'll never hear the end of it. Deservedly so, because you don't want anything to go wrong in this game. So, I don't have a few weeks to work out the kinks so that when this game comes up on the schedule, we're running like a well-oiled machine. You got me. Kyle Howard is uh, joining me. We've never broadcast a game together. Never really even spoke to him in person at all. So, you've got... We gotta work out some chemistry. Like, there's like so many things. I wish we had at least two or three games under our belt before that this game, but we don't. We start off with with uh, our Super Bowl, if you will. So I am excited and also scared to death, nervous at the same time, but can't wait. But uh, it, 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 can't wait. Battle of the Birds. Come on, I get to call it. Come on. <clears throat> so you've got that one, and then you've got the other one. Everybody will be looking out for. You've got Rumble on the River, McCracken-Tillman. I'd say right now, we're going to break this one down in a minute. I don't know. Tillman's going to be much better than people realize. They are. This is not a give-me. I think McCracken's offensive side of the football, they're going to be good. They're going to score. Hunter Bradley's going to run through and over everybody. We get that. Quarterback plays much better second year with a Prior Lamb. You've got your receiver. You've got all the skill positions. They are replacing a lot of linemen. Defense, I think they'll be good. It's going to be a good game. So we'll talk about that one. You've got Henderson and Callaway. Callaway stepping up, trying to take on a big boy in week one. That's a good measuring stick for Callaway. I don't think they're going to win that game. But you know what? Right out of the gate, let's find out where we are in year number four of the Chris Champion era. Trigg County and Todd County. Caldwell County, Christian County. you got Fulton County and Gleason, Tennessee. Those are the games we're talking about for week one. Now I can tell you because i promoted it already. I'll promote it again. High school football pick on West Kentucky Star is up. It's active right now. You can go right now and get on there and make your picks or see who people are picking. So as we go to break these down, I will tell you who people are picking and if they're wrong or not. If it's too early to tell, let's talk about uh, before we'll talk about. Let's talk about uh, Battle of the Birds first. We'll lead with that one. Mayfield Graves. We broke down these teams. You know the tell of the tape. Mayfield returns nine starters on offense, nine on defense. For Graves, they do have a Kentucky Mr. Football candidate in Clint McKee. They do have Grant Mason at receiver. They add Marcus Isaiah, who's one of the better football players in the region. You're going to find that out this year. So I actually think they're going to be really good at receiver. They do have a first-year starter, sophomore quarterback, Drake DeFratis. And they do have a lot of new linemen they're, they're looking to replace. But they look good against Henderson. This game is going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to come down really to Graves. You know, Graves' offense, I think, will keep them in the game. I think we will give them a chance to win. Can Graves' defense stop the football and get key stops? A lot of this game, you're going to be looking at field position. You're going to be looking at takeaways. My goodness, how many times do these games turn come down to turnovers? On offense, Graves County cannot make a mistake. they got to play clean football. They can't give up uh, possessions. And if they can get a takeaway or two, they're going to be in a position to win the game. Mayfield does return second-year starting quarterback Zane Cartwright. They do return fifth-year running back uh, Colin Galbraith. They got receivers, again, nine of their offensive starters all back. You go back to let's go back to last year's game. Graves jumped out to that 14 0 lead. It was 24 14 Mayfield on top by the end of it. Uh in the game, John Ben Brown threw three interceptions, no touchdowns, was eleven of twenty six with eighty nine yards passing. I think some of that was he made bat- he didn't make the right read, maybe forced a a ball or two, maybe some of that was uh, not putting him in the right position at times to make a good play. Clint McKee looked good, 34 carries, 125, two touchdowns. They jumped out early. They looked like they had all the momentum. Mayfield in that game. Zane Cartwright, 11 of 24, 170 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Again, that's the problem can't get the takeaway. If you can't make the quarterback make a mistake, you're going to have to live with them finding ways to get to the end zone. Kylan Galbraith, 17 rush attempts, 83 yards, one touchdown. I thought Graves did good on him. So they didn't exactly light up Graves last year, but all those guys are back. It's going to make it a little tougher on Graves this year. Right now, high school football pick them. Where are you at? There you are. 85% are saying pick Mayfield. I mean, I'm going with my Eagles. I think they're going to do it. They didn't get it done at home last year. A little bitter taste in their mouth. They knew they had an opportunity. I think they're going to come out this year, go to War Memorial, and do what they say can't be done. They're going to get get a win. Because they have an air game. They can air it out. I think they can. I think they're going to, going to show people on, on Friday. It's not just Clint McKee, hand the football and let him go. There will be some of that. I think this offense has got a chance to be very balanced. It's going to be a very fun uh, game to watch offensively. Now, one game that I'm very upset we don't get this year is Murray and Crittenden County. That game has already been canceled due to a COVID cancellation. That What that means is Crittenden County had an issue and could not play. They had to go into quarantine. Now, this year, the rule is if you have to cancel, if you're the team that cancels due to this, it's a forfeit, so Murray does get a win. Now, I know a lot of people don't think that's right, don't think that's fair. Hey, this team did uh, the right thing. They did what you have asked them to do in last year and this year. They, they're following the rule, and yet they're being punished. And I, I get that. I, I think this whole thing is sort of... I don't think anybody's got the right rule. I don't think anybody's really come up with the, this solves it all, and you're not. But basically... From what I've gathered is, remember, all high school kids are eligible to be vaccinated. And by most rules in both schools and most districts, vaccinated kids do not have to quarantine. If they've been, quote unquote, exposed, but they're vaccinated, they don't have to go into a quarantine. Unvaccinated kids, by the rules, if they've been exposed, they have a parent or a friend or somebody they've been in close contact with who has been diagnosed with COVID, they have to quarantine. Well, then, if a high number of players on your team are unvaccinated, you can't play. You're not going to have enough players. That's really the best way I can explain it. So I hope that makes sense. So that's why they're saying it's, you know, on one hand, I totally agree with the optic of that looks like a punishment that they're doing the right thing and, and being punished for it. On the other hand, if the rule is, hey, you don't have to be quarantined if you're vaccinated. And not enough people can play, then you're the team that's canceling. You're the team that has the issue. It's not Murray's fault either. And they want to try to get in a full, you know, 10 game schedule of results that they can go off this year. I get it. Don't have to like it, but I get it. So let's talk about matchups we will get. Looking at high school football, pick them. Um,. Ballard and Marshall County. Right now, Marshall County is an 85% favorite to win that game. Ballard, I think you've still got a long way to go. Marshall County should be a 99.9% favorite to win that game. Uh, I don't see a scenario right now where Ballard gets an upset. I don't. I think Marshall is going to be much better than than last year. I think you're already going to see the strides of improvement made in Coach E's uh, second year. I think the problem, and I've talked about this in our previews, that Marshall's going to run into for a few years, is they just don't have the, the athlete right now. They just don't have that, that high-caliber athlete you, you normally see at a 6A school. I think they'll get there. I think you'll see some of those guys who maybe in the past would have played football who have not over the last few years because, again, the program hasn't been successful. It's just reality. What does that do? That trickles down. Guys that normally would play, they're good athletes who, you know, are the kind of guys that can, you know, play at a high level in multiple sports. They don't show up for football anymore. I think Marshall's lost a lot of those guys. It's gonna take time to get some of those guys back, enough of those guys back into the system. But I think they're gonna be much better, much better than people realize, and I don't think Ballard is is gonna upset them this week. How about Callaway Henderson? I like this one. And right now, 62% are saying Henderson's going to win. I think that's right. I think Henderson wins. Man, a lot of people are putting some faith into Callaway this year. And I. the reports I had on Callaway are kind of what I expected. They play hard. They fight hard. They protect the football. They don't turn it over. But at the same time, they're not exactly going to march down the field for 200 yards passing and 200 yards rushing. They're going to win like they did last year. Field position matters. Putting themselves in a spot where they don't have to drive the football 80 yards to score a touchdown. Putting themselves in a spot where they, you know, can can go 30, 40 yards. Because they just don't have that team that can sustain drives. But give them a short field, they're going to find a way to they may find a way to score. But their defense is going to hold you tight and their defense is going to force turnovers. So if the defense can get the turnovers in the right field position, they're going to win games. They're going to upset some people. I don't think they're going to hit Henderson this week. I don't see it. But I'll tell you this. They come out of that game with a very close game, and it, it it may very well be. I wasn't blown away by Henderson when I saw them on Friday in the scrimmages. But they come out of that game with a close game, close score. You've got Murray in Week 2, and I think they can get their Crosstown Classic this year. I think they can. I like I like Murray in the run game. I like Murray, the fact that they've got Sokolowski – uh, back as well at quarterback, but they're going to be a much more, uh, I think they're not going to be as good on defense as they were last year. I don't think they quite have the receivers even at the level they did last year. And it wasn't exactly a passing team last year. I think Callaway can get them this year. Now, again, I'm not making picks today. I'm just throwing out matchups and telling you, uh, what West Kentucky star has already in the pick and then on Friday, because that's going to change. Between now and Friday, more people are going to log on and make their picks, and that is going to change those percentages. And then I'll give my final picks as we get closer to kickoff on Friday. But I'm looking forward to this matchup with Callaway and Henderson because I think this is going to tell us a lot more about Callaway. Well, I think this is going to tell us a lot about Callaway and Henderson. If you're a McCracken fan, you might want to keep an eye on this game Friday. If Henderson comes out and just whoops Callaway like they probably would have in the past. And I think you got to look at it and go, if you're a McCracken fan, and go, all right, we know Callaway's improved every year. And that means Henderson's good. And if this is a close game, I think that means both. I think that means Callaway made those strides and got better. And I think Henderson maybe is not as good this year. I think that'll tell you both of those things. What else we got? Let me talk about this real quick. I'll I'll get back to... uh, to football. I was reading this article earlier. I, I was watching. Uh, I've gone back on Peacock and I've been looking for. I had I had finished rewatching Modern Family all the way through. That's right. I watched Modern Family. I had finished rewatching that all the way through, and I was looking for a new show. And I was like, All right, what's Peacock got? So I go back to Peacock, and uh, I've actually started King of Queens over. Probably going to start Everybody Loves Raymond over. Those both happened around the same time. So. I think that'll be fun. It's been a long time since I've watched those in order. Like, you'll see the reruns every now and then, but they're out of order. So that'll be fun. But I did start Parks and Rec over again. One of my all-time favorites. And I gotta say, every time it gets to Rent-A-Swag, I keep thinking that's such a good... Like, that feels like that should work. Well, apparently it does in real life. Yeah. I have at least 20 things in my closet I never wear. So I actually understand this. Maybe this does make sense. A new study at Washington State found... Gen Zers are much more willing to rent their clothes instead of buying them. They talk to over 350 adults who are around 25 to 30 years old. They still want their clothes to be fashionable, but they don't necessarily want to own them. It's partly uh, because of money, right? Like It costs money, but young people tend to care more about recycling clothes and not wasting resources. So when you include everything from shirts to socks, the average person buys 67 new pieces of clothing a year. And they're like, look, I just don't wear it enough. Give me a couple of weeks with it. I'll return it. I'll be good. I get that. Tom was on to something in uh, Parks and Rec. All right, let's talk, uh, talk more Week 1 matchups. Uh, let's get into this one a little bit. Trigg County, Todd County. Right now, 100% of people think Trigg County's going to win. Trigg's going to win this one. I think so. Uh, this will be a good test for Trigg County. It feels like they went down just a little bit the last couple of years. But I think this is a good good first-week game for them, and that's really all I've got on it. We'll talk about that one more on Friday. Christian County and Caldwell County. I think Caldwell County, um, you know, they didn't quite have the year they wanted last year, didn't get the results they normally get, lost a lot of close games, had a losing record, but they're still a really good football program. Christian County just hasn't been in the last few years. And one of the things we have not talked about on this show is Christian County and Hopkinsville coming together. Right? Consolidating. Fulton County, Fulton City, we can't work that one out, but we can get Hopkinsville and Christian County to do it. I mean, as I told somebody, uh, Hopkinsville has been the better s- athletics program over the last few years. Christian County, just in football, just the wins just have not been there. But that doesn't mean that you don't take some of the best of what they got, you put it on a Hopkinsville, and you don't have some beast of a team you're going to have to deal with out of that region. But Christian County's just not been it. Caldwell County's been much better. Caldwell County, right now, 92% picking them. You're on to something. Fulton County and Gleason, Tennessee. Gleason, Tennessee is a high favorite in this one. I think so, too. I'm anxious to see what Fulton County can do this year. Again, it's a team that has to really, you know, small school, small numbers. They have their success when they have one of those guys come along that's sort of a once in a... Uh, generation player unfortunately they had one of those a few years ago and we'll see can somebody step up that's what I'm looking for in that one Tillman McCracken you know what we'll talk about this one after the break let's take another break we'll come back segment three rumble on the river coming up region one sports what would you say you do here sports real sports total coverage basketball football baseball we have one goal here hello sports fans the region one sports report on 99.5 the fan Regional Sports Final Segment here, your Monday edition. Kind of giving you just a look ahead to Friday, going through all the matchups, giving you our, our you know early-in-the-week opinion. You're probably getting a good idea of who I would pick if you're on High School Football Pick'Em. On Friday, I'll give you the final picks, give you the final numbers as far as percentages of uh, people who think each team is going to win. The prize this week, by the way, in case you're wondering, that part of Pick'Em is you, you play for a prize. And this week, it is a $50 gas card. I can't win it. You can. This week, a $50 gas card. Go go now. Big prize uh, at the end of the year as well for the overall winner, whoever does the best. So you want to make sure you're playing week to week. They have prizes this year from Ivets Plumbing, Air Pro, Heating and Cooling, Elevation Dentistry, um, Scott Walker Construction, and Rocket Fired Pizza. So there you go. Rumble on the River. Big matchup on Saturday. Now, I've had a lot of people ask me, well, you got to do the Mayfield Graves game on Friday, but are you coming up to Rumble on the River on Saturday? And the answer is probably not. Probably not. Um, Two reasons. I think I owe it to my wife to be home one night this weekend. The other reason is I can listen to the great broadcasts available from either the Paducah-Tillman or McCracken County side. So I feel like I will be able to be there without being there By listening to it probably streaming it i'll probably do that uh, as well that's a big I, i've already got to fight now, the good news about going to battle of the birds on friday is i have to get there so early i don't really have to fight the crowd if i come up on saturday to rumble on the river i gotta fight the crowd it's i'm just getting to that age man so not worth. i used to really like going on the road and i realized when i was driving to madisonville <laughs> hour and 15 minute drive i was like i don't like this anymore used to love it chiefs games i love the road games get a soda get a snack pop in a podcast like region one sports and hit the road and just kind of mellow out for that drive now i'm just like i'm just i either just want to already be there or i don't want to (laughs) go like you can teleport me there that's great if not i don't really want to go i'm getting to that age all right rumble on the river is saturday still think we got to come I still think that name is forced I get it Battle of the birds makes sense even though I still think the somebody needs to create the two mascots giving each other the bird because that's what I think of that's how it feels right Rumble along the river feels like all right well Paducah's on the river and but McCracken county's on like it just you' stretched there I feel like we can come up with something more unique to that rivalry I can't We collectively probably can. Uh, But you do have that on Saturday. Let's take a look at uh, how people feel about that one right now. Right now, again, it's Monday. This is the game on on Pick'em. You have to pick the score. 85% of people say McCracken's going to win. They think this is a 28-17 game. Now, if this game had been played last year, especially at the time of the season it was going to be played, I think this would have gotten ugly. I think McCracken would have just rolled in this game, but you got a lot of things happening. There's a lot of storylines in this game. Former Tillman coach, now one of the coaches at uh, at McCracken. Let's be honest, he'd probably still be at Tillman if, um, well, you know. So he's there, Coach Smith, awesome dude, man, awesome. And And by the way, the reports I'm getting out of McCracken are how much they absolutely love him on that team. Those players are are just pumped to play for to to get him as a coach, and uh, he's meshed well with the coaching staff. The coaching staff is just over the moon at at his knowledge and his passion and what he brings to things. And boy, Tillman's lost there. Now, listen, I think Tillman's got a great coach. I think Coach Thompson's going to be fantastic there. But if you're not going to have Coach Smith, you got to go out and find a hire like Coach Thompson, and they did. So kudos to them for that. But I think that storyline's great. New coach at Tillman, old coaches at McCracken you've got a a lot of players who maybe started their career over at McCracken thinking they would be at the varsity level at McCracken who came over to Tillman and i'm sure vice versa got a young Tillman team returning you know a lot of their guys they're going to be leaning on those guys on offense those skill guys that, i think they're all sophomores now James at quarterback and Ryder at running back you do have Cal Marshall back in his fifth year uh that's going to be fun to see a great leader been a fantastic football player, one of the top five guys in the region as far as uh, if you put him on a, on a list. And then for McCracken, you've got Hunter Bradley. You've got uh, Pryor Lamb, and you've got their receivers back, and you've got uh, LeAndre Boland Jr. on defense, who's been around forever and is just a beast. I mean, good luck. This is McCracken's game. I'm surprised. People have picked this as a 28-17 game. I think, man. I don't know. I, you know, we talked about the battle of the trenches and McCracken's down a little bit this year, and you know, replacing a lot of guys. But they're still McCracken, and they still are a big school with a lot of guys to to step up. A lot of options. Hunter Bradley, those skill guys. That defense. I think their defense is gonna be really solid. Yeah, I think they. I think they're chomping at the bit. remember, Tillman has got them the last three years. They they were robbed of an opportunity to probably put a pretty good one on them last year. I think they're going to come out ready to go this year. I think they get this one. I don't think they – not only that, I think this is going to be – this may be surprising. This may not be a classic. This may not be a – I think Tillman's got a ways to go. I think Tillman's going to look good this year, and I think Tillman's got a lot of skilled guys who are going to surprise you. They're leaning a lot of, on a lot of young guys in those spots. McCracken's got those veterans. And they're hungry. They want this win. They haven't had it before. They haven't experienced it. And the game's at McCracken. It's gonna be so many people there. Wait, I was talking with somebody last week, and they were talking about Battle of the Birds, which goes back to what I was talking about in that last segment. How nervous I am because they—they so they were like, "Look, there's gonna be like eight, nine, ten thousand people at this game. They're gonna be packed in. They're gonna be standing all around the field. It, it's gonna look like—it's gonna look like a Super Bowl for a high school game." There's gonna be six seven eight thousand for this game too, and this is where it's at, and the fact that you can have crossover fans go to both that's why the crowd numbers are there if this was if both these games were played on a Saturday night or a Friday night, I don't think it would you know it might knock off about five hundred people to a thousand people from each game but the it, the fact that they're on opposite nights gives you a chance for fans to go see both and they'll try they will. All right. So that's our week one preview, if you will. Now, Wednesday, we'll talk about our Power Five. Media voted on Power Five. We'll reveal that to you on Wednesday. We'll talk about that, break it down. Hopefully, Eric Chumbler will be here then. And then on Friday, it'll be our final Pick'em show. We will go through the updated uh, list of Pick'em. We'll go through each one, you know, how many people percentage wise are picking each team. And then I'll give you my list. And another reminder, your final reminder of the week to go play high school football. Pick them. That's coming up. Let's come up. Let's uh, let's close out with a few random facts here. Did you know Finding Nemo? Yeah, that's right. Finding Nemo is the best-selling DVD of all time, not movie, specifically on DVD. Now, that may stand forever because Blu-rays and digital downloads are where it's at now. Like, the only people who buy DVDs now are people who, you know, you've got kids and you don't ha- you've don't you got the DVD player that you probably had forever, and so be it. You throw that in the car. But even, even so, with tablets, everybody's got a tablet. I mean, I see a ton of kids like mine with the uh, Amazon Fire tablet for kids. You can digitally download stuff on there. So people really aren't doing DVDs anymore. So Finding Nebo is the best-selling DVD of all time, not VHS, not Blu-ray, DVD. Uh, That's not going away. Did you know there are more than 80 Legos for every single person in the world? Which is probably why they're looking to start making them from recycled materials. (laughs) Like we got too many. Uh, One more. The black lines on the sides of school buses show the floor line and seat lines inside. That way, if there's ever an accident, firefighters know where to cut. I did not know that. Blows me away. I'll give you one more here. I got a little time. The first most common street name in America is Second. Third Street is Second, followed by First, Fourth, and Park. So Second Street is the most common name in America. Third Street is the second most common name. First Street is the third most common name. Yeah, I know. We're doomed. Hey, more uh, coming your way on Wednesday. Hope you've enjoyed this one. This, of course, has been Region 1 Sports. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond.